Welcome to another episode of Creepypasta, the Creepypasta podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Kowalski. This is the intro segment. Um, I I wanted to ramble a little more, but I guess I'll just introduce my guests. <laughs> I have brand new to the show, Scott and Danny Martinek. Hello. Hello. Uh, see, I uh, prepped them poorly. Uh, I told them when I said their name to introduce themselves, but then I said both of their names at once. <laughs> uh, so we're off to a really great start as far as <laughs> keeping up the format of the show. Uh, we have a story that was brought to us by... Uh, well, I'm, I'm in a Facebook group uh, for another podcast, and someone started a thread saying, Hey, what kind of creepypastas do you like? And I furiously saved all of them to a uh, spreadsheet so that I would have them. This story is called... uh, Both of the ones today have long titles, so let me make sure I get it absolutely correct. My dog was lost for three days. What came back wasn't my dog. Mm -hmm. It was originally by Chewing Skin on the No Sleep Reddit, uh, the subreddit. Um, So first impressions, I guess. Uh, Scott, what did you think of this story? Um, I liked this one. It was, uh, it was very simple, which I appreciated. I think, uh, I, I haven't read a lot of creepy pastas, but some of them tend to try a little bit too hard. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them will get, like, real gross. Yeah. They'll get gross, I- or they just throw in way too much unnecessary detail. Yeah, this one I I liked. Uh, the only part I I was kind of sour on was um, when the the I guess point of view character, the author's character, uh, got to like the the part of the woods that had a bunch of like torn up squirrels and stuff. That was pretty gross. Yeah, uh, but it's it's not like Russian sleep experiment or anything where it's just <laughs> describing like way over the top like oh body parts stuffing toilets. Oh, gross. Uh... Yeah. Danny, what was your first impression? It well, as as soon as I started reading it, I should have been tipped off from the title. I'm like, oh, this makes me think of everyone is going to freak out about this story because it's a danger to dogs and everyone hates that and people will not watch movies because this is in the trailer. But as soon as I started reading it, and my and the OP said it was a Shetland sheepdog, I'm like, oh, my family has had Shelties forever. I will be able to visualize this very well. Yeah, I think uh, I, I didn't even I, I missed the the breed. When when I was reading it, but I don't really know what those look like anyway, so I was just imagining Lassie. Yeah, that, well, you're nearly perfect. They're like mini collies. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah perfect. Uh, yeah, it's just, I guess, the, the kind of woodsy nature of it. I'm like, ah, he probably has a Lassie or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> exactly. Think the dogs from uh, the movie Babe. Oh, those are border collies. Clo- yeah, close. All right. Well, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Well, it's actually, um, well, growing up, one of the dogs we had was named Sandy, uh, and oh. was part Collie. Oh, no. Um, but that dog was a girl and never turned into an eldritch horror of any kind. <laughs> Good. Yeah. There's actually, uh, there's a whole website 
uh, I think it's does the dog die dot com. Oh, just will tell you before going into a movie like a dog dies or a dog gets hurt. Don't watch this movie if you're sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kind of tells you right in the title. I did not expect it to kind of turn into the thing by the end. Right? right? Yeah. yeah. I I like that. I was actually I actually just saw that movie for the first time like year and a half ago and one of the people we were watching it with um was like does the dog die and everyone was like um, <laughs> not 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 really, really? <laughs> uh, the dog died a while ago yeah uh and uh, she kind of checked out by the time it got to the dog's face clamshelling open sideways. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's uh, that's brutal. Let's see, that yeah, movie's this, so uh, good. This story kind of avoids that sort of shock. Uh, it goes for like the just like the dog butt being kind of creepy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly implied horror, which is nice. I feel like the more. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you there. <laughs> oh, it's it's hard when we can't see each other. That's all fine. Yeah. It's like the more I have to imagine it, the more I like it, I think. Sort yeah. of very House of Leaves style. Like, you just imply what's going on, and then I have to fill in the blanks. And that's usually a lot creepier than just showing it to me. Yeah, exactly. Plus, that's... um. I mean, I guess pioneered by Lovecraft, but uh, that whole idea of, well, normal people aren't going to know what's going on if there's some kind of creepy horror thing happening. Right. Like, this dude just stumbled onto whatever kind of woods monster is eating dogs. He's not, like, a a paranormal researcher or anything, so he's not going to know what's happening. He's not going to get to the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. He's just going to, like, touch the weird for a second and then bounce. Right. Uh, Now, did you guys read this story? Because uh, I had initially seen it in the form of a YouTube video by Mr. Creepypasta, whose entire deal <laughs> is that he reads creepypastas. Oh, yeah. I think we both just read the text versions. We didn't uh, watch the uh, video. Yeah, we were sort of yeah. out and about all day. So we, we read them on our phones while we were on the go. Yeah, that's... Uh, I Then we've had slightly different experiences because uh. I put the video on and then kind of laid down and he did a cool vocal effect uh, at the... <sighs> towards the end of the story with the sandy he like kind of oh. made it like deep and creepy oh nice yeah and he's got like music behind it Ooh. yeah uh it's really it's it's a it's such an interesting story because it seems like the type of thing that would make a really good episode of like the twilight zone or the outer limits or something mm-hmm. um and i guess if i was more familiar with either of those i would probably be able to point to an episode <laughs> and be like oh no this is a ripoff yeah yeah <laughs> or even uh uh, like an X-Files, you could definitely see this sort of thing happening on there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm sure, like, one of the more popular creepypasta websites is SCP. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Only only vaguely from listening to uh, a previous episode of this show. Ah, yes. Um, there's uh, the very first SCP ever written uh, was written in the summer of 2007, around the time when uh, the Doctor Who episode with the Weeping Angels premiered. Mm. Oh. And the SCP is pretty much that. It's a statue, and when you're looking at it, it's a statue, and when you stop looking at it, it, it tries to kill you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's... Um, 
that's like a lot of these have that kind of aspect. Um, Candle Cove was one of the first ones we covered just because pretty much there's there's an entire genre of creepypastas after that that uh, are just, oh, it's a spooky episode of a kid's show. Oh, uh, okay. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I, and what I like about this one, in a roundabout way, I'm trying to get to this point. <laughs> Uh, is that I can't immediately pinpoint a uh, an influence beyond the the kind of sideways influence of of the thing or or some kind of Cronenbergian uh, monster movie. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I couldn't really pin anything down as far as influence either. Um, like when you when you realize that the dog is actually not his dog and some sort of other unnatural thing uh there's no real indication of what that thing might be it's completely unknown well there there are hints enough so that the commenters on no sleep can immediately go oh my god dude it's a flesh gate you got out of there fast good for you (laughs) oh see i didn't even read the um read the comments oh the comments were my favorite part (laughs) actually yeah A lot of the comments on No Sleep are really great because the people are trying to, like, one-up each other with how hard they're pretending to believe the story. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what's happening. One of the first comments I read was, I'm very sorry about your pet, but I suspect a flesh gate. I suspect it because you said the eyes glow jade when you saw them reflected in light, and a skinwalker's glow red. And then the very next comment after that was like, thank you, Sam Winchester. <laughs> that... <laughs> Is that a real monster? Or is that a? I mean, flesh real gate? monster. I, I guess, think is. it's a. It's an internet monster. I think it's a new an uh, internet okay. name for cryptids that are because it's not. I think they have been calling them skinwalkers, but these skinwalkers are not the Navajo skinwalkers. I see. It's just something that skins things and then puts on the skin. And starts to mimic movements and vocalizations and sort of becomes the thing and tries to blend in. Sort of like a Krakata, but worse with the voice and better with the physicality. It sounds like you are an expert on cryptids, <laughs> which I did not know before choosing this story about a cryptid. I'm not really. I it's... think she's an expert on Googling. <laughs> That's, uh, yes. I like this, uh, that there's a name, this flesh gate. That's, uh, although that is literally like a thesaurus <laughs> version of Skinwalker. Right? right. <laughs> uh, it's like, like, uh, like it would be a palette swap in Castlevania. <laughs> I think it's also sort of an unfortunate name. It sounds like a bad euphemism for something. Oh yeah, sounds like a scandal. Spelling it would be. (laughs) Oh, I found. I just googled Fleshgate and on the Fleshgate subreddit, how to tell Fleshgate from how to tell a Fleshgate, a Skinwalker, and a Goatman apart. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It seems like it would be really easy to tell a goat man right? from the other ones. <laughs> you would think, but... Because, uh, like, it's yeah. a goat man? <laughs> uh, apparently, flesh gates used to be called skinwalkers. Yeah. Uh. Oh, boy. But they say on the skinwalker page, it's like, when somebody on X or wherever says skinwalker, they're probably not talking about these guys. They're probably talking about flesh gates. As noted, <laughs> nobody gives a shit about these guys talking about skinwalkers. <laughs> So this is an entire 
boy, I had I hadn't even considered X. Uh, <laughs> I've been dipping into no sleep a little bit, but spending most of my time on the creepy pasta wiki. Usually, my uh, guests will just bring stories to me, and I'll be like, "Yeah, cool, sounds great." Yeah. Uh, but I've totally forgot that. 4chan has their entire own mythology of boogeymen <laughs> and and stories. Oh boy. <laughs> I um I think this story was very good, but I'm not sure that I found it that scary. Right. And I think the reason is because it was a no sleep story and you kind of know that the people are going to be safe at the end of it. Yeah. Like, you know, the main character is safe because he got home to write about it on Reddit. Exactly. Yeah. He's telling the story. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, in the title already that what came back wasn't the dog, but, but he's okay. The OP is okay. You're like either. So the dog dies or is this just, this is just going to be sad more than creepy. Yeah. I definitely (laughs) found it more sad than scary. Although it was, it's, it's such a good concept. And despite the shortcomings of the format i did i i i did find it creepy enough and i i'd like to i'm gonna save this guy's uh this chewing skin person right this was just posted it's recent it was just three months ago oh Oh. i didn't notice that yeah nice uh yeah i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna save him and and see if i can read uh more of his stories because i i liked this one yeah although maybe this is mm, although his his highly suggestive name maybe he's all about flesh gates that's true uh he only has two other stories both of them are on, or two other reddit posts both of them are on no sleep <laughs> one is the dogs started to disappear which all right okay uh, another mm. thing about bad dogs <laughs> oh, cool um it looks like he's maintaining the same character in this one of being uh, a woodsman of mm. some kind uh and then the other story totally unrelated my grandma lived under the house what? <laughs> That sounds like it's going to be one of those, like, oh, it's a funny title, but it's actually a really scary story. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, look out for those on later episodes, listeners. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Scott, did you have a scariest part of the story or a spookiest line in the story? Oh, um... Frantically searching his memory. (laughs) I'm trying to think. There there was a line that stuck out at me earlier in the story, but I don't know if it was because it was scary. And now I've completely forgotten what it was because I forgot to mark it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I I just thought that the general sort of... I I thought it was well-written to begin with. uh, And a lot of these aren't necessarily. Uh, Yeah, the prose definitely does a lot of the legwork. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I really really identified with the main character a lot. and, And he does a lot to set up how much he cares about about his dog and how it's a member of his family. Um, oh, uh, that reminded me of what the line was. Uh, so he mentions at some point after after it first comes back, after oh, it's been yeah. missing from for three days, he sort of sees it out there, the reflection of its eyes out in the fog. And the line is something to the effect of, um, I thought it might be just an animal, which sort of implies that he oh. doesn't really think of his dog as an animal even. He thinks yeah. of it as more than that, which I, I just thought was, was a nice touch from a character point of view and it kind of made the whole thing a bit sadder and and creeper at the end with what inevitably happens yeah i didn't even catch that yeah the line is for a moment i thought it might be an animal Mm -hmm. but the outline of his body and the wisps with thick low-lying clouds was unmistakable that uh that um if that's intentional by the author that's delightful right uh but 
uh, it seems like the sort of thing where this person just actually has dogs that they care about, uh, and so it just kind of slipped in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which is also delightful. It's like a, <laughs> it's it's like a little piece of found art in this story. Yeah, I, I I did like that line a lot. That's probably stuck out more to me than any other single line in the story. Danny, how about you? I So one thing I really liked about this story was I wasn't entirely sure whether the creature was after Sandy or after the OP. But one thing that kind of made me think it was after Sandy all along was this one little passage that stayed in my mind, like after OP has gone to sleep and then wakes up in the middle of the night. He's like, oh, what woke me up? And then he opens his bedroom door and then it's this part. He's like, the outside door was open. All I saw was the back half of Sandy, too long and lanky, almost coiled around the back of the door. His front half was outside. Whatever it was that had impersonated my dog, it was whistling slowly, calling for Sandy. When I could have sworn that it had hunched down to the ground again and said, Sandy, in the most ungodly voice I'd ever fucking heard, I closed the door just as softly as I'd opened it. And then he freaks out quietly for the rest of the night. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah. my god, it's never been after him. It's still calling the dog. The dog is outside. On one hand, I, well, actually, no, I should just say, uh, I hadn't interpreted it that way, but that is an interesting, um, thought and it makes a lot of sense with the story i had just assumed that the creature was wearing sandy's skin yeah wearing sandy's skin as a way to get up to wearing the author's skin uh Mm. so imitating the only things it's heard so far yeah yeah that makes sense to me um but it uh i I like see it also like going after the dog maybe although uh, i would have loved to reveal that the dog was like comes back healthy at like the creature's missing and so he doesn't know <laughs> whether the dog is the creature or his dog yeah so yeah. he just lives with that uncertainty <laughs> yeah anyway i guess the uh the scariest part for me is the description of the dog after it comes back as just sli- seeming slightly off like a little too long or maybe not walking right and i really um I like that. It's, um, I forget the name of, there's a psychological disorder that some people get where they believe that everyone in their life has been replaced with an exact duplicate that's indistinguishable from the original. Um, and I love that as a thing in a horror story, um, where that actually has happened, uh, and you can't tell why, because the duplication is perfect, but it just doesn't feel right. And I feel like the author did a really good job of capturing that this didn't feel like his dog. Yeah, I love the the aberrant joint movements. I think very few things creep me out more than that. And the, yeah, making it like a, a Capgra delusion was great that was like oh you're you're not my dog but it's actually true <laughs> anyway i uh i think that's gonna be the end of this episode um do either of you have anything you'd like to plug scott um i uh co-host a podcast with a friend of mine called the podkashi me cast and the premise of that is that we are attempting to watch and rank the entire filmography of cult Japanese film director Takashi Miike, uh, who at this point has 100 credits, directing credits on IMDb. Oh my god, 
I didn't know it was that many. It's quite a few. I could name like seven off the top of my head, and I thought that was most of them. Yeah, that's that's more than most people could name too. So <laughs> good on you for knowing even that many. Uh, well, yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, Ichi the Killer, mm-hmm. uh, Gyakuten Saiban, or Ace Attorney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 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 was he, um, audition? Yes. Okay. Uh, that's three. I feel like I know more. Like, I would recognize them if I saw the names. <laughs> that might be, I might only be able to get three. I, and, oh, uh, 13 Assassins? Yeah, that's one of his more recent that's, ones, and an excellent that's, film. That's one of, uh, oh, was he, no, Old Boy's a Korean movie, right? right? Uh, mm, no, I think I've only got those four. <laughs> that was good. I mean, Aud- Audition is definitely his best-known one, I think. Um, it was his big breakout movie, but E.T. the Killer, obviously, is also a really uh, popular in the in the cult movie uh, circles. Yeah, I have not seen a single movie he's directed because I am afraid of gory movies. Ah, uh, well, he <laughs> has. I really, uh, really super want to see Ace Attorney because I love those video games. It's a very fun adaptation. <laughs> Danny, do you have anything to plug? I have. I'm in a couple plays at the moment, and one of them is going up at the end of March. Um, it's the first quarto version of Hamlet, and it's going up. March 26th at Studios 353, and this is with uh, Bad Quarto Productions. So if you're interested, you can find tickets at badquartohamlet.bpt.me. Yeah, so if you're a New York local and a theater buff, that is, uh, that's uh, a thing that you can make an evening out of right there. You can find me at weaponizedlanguage.com, where you probably found this podcast. Uh, actually, new URL, much uh, cooler to type in, just uh, funtimes.online, and that'll take you right to my website <laughs> you <laughs> can reach me uh you can reach me on twitter at j3fk or uh i think i set up the email so that you can reach me at jeff at funtimes.online and that'll forward to my regular email address <laughs> Uh, you can go listen to my other podcast, Seeing Reddit, where me and past guests Matt and Louisa Heron go to a random subreddit every week and make fun of it. Um, <laughs> usually we digress a lot because sometimes we get serious subreddits like r slash Ukrainian conflict. Uh, I think that episode we mostly talked about a made-up superhero uh, who's a Frankenstein that's full of Dracula and werewolf blood. <laughs> um, that is uh, also at weaponizedlanguage.com. Go rate and review on iTunes. Uh, if you want a copy of my horror anthology, Unknowing, you can go to weaponizedlanguage.com slash unknowing or just uh, tweet at me and say, hey, let me get a copy of that book and I'll send you a code to get it for free. Uh, But if you want to give me $5 for it, that would also be great. Tweet at me your suggestions for creepypastas you want to hear in the future. Uh, Otherwise, I guess just um, come back next week for another one. Uh, And always remember, what comes back might not be your dog. (laughs) 